Hey everyone, welcome back to Alternative. I am Tatiana Saunders, your host. Today I want to talk about morning routines. As I, uh, I guess a few hours ago, got done with my own morning routine. And the reason I wanted to talk about what we do in the morning is because it is a really uh, it essentially sets the tone for your entire day. And, you know, even if you do miss your morning routine, you do have an opportunity at any point in your day to change it and change the tone. But this time in the morning is a really wonderful opportunity to reflect and go inward, do some introspection. And I think what a lot of people do in the morning, and I have done this in the morning up until I decided to integrate a new routine, is immediately rolling over one eye open and checking your notifications on your phone. And I've done this for a long time and never really thought anything was wrong with it in particular. But when I reevaluated it, I realized that when I first check my notifications and see who's reached out to me or what other people are up to, and then maybe I go back to bed or I like spend way too much time in bed scrolling on my phone looking at things that um, I don't even really care about, uh, I realize that it doesn't actually make me feel super great or energetic or excited for the day. And... I wanted to change that, and I've realized that obviously technology can be extremely addicting, uh, and I am definitely addicted to my phone. That's something I'm working on. Like Sometimes I'll just delete my apps, my social media apps for a little bit and give myself a little bit of a break, but the most important thing that I've been doing now is that I sleep with my phone on airplane mode, meaning that... um, It's more than just do not disturb because my phone is always on do not disturb anyway, but airplane mode just doesn't allow people's texts to come through at all or any notifications, and so I can't access uh, data or Wi-Fi or anything, and I, I do that at night when I go to bed, and I don't turn my phone off of airplane mode until I am done with my morning routine. What that has done for me is it has created a space that I uh, hold and create for myself to recognize and honor how I am feeling when I wake up, to give myself some time to wake up, and it gives me some room to be grateful and cultivate gratitude. It's hard to do that when you check your phone first thing in the morning because essentially you are waking up and before you can even check in with yourself and how you feel today and what's going on and what does your body feel like, you are just going out to the outside world and looking at things outside of yourself and essentially just distractions and Perhaps maybe you know, oh, I feel so tired and cranky. So you might text your friend, I'm so tired today. I don't want to go to class. Then you're engaging in some 
complaining and you're still going externally. You're talking to a friend about how tired you are. And that might be the only feeling you recognize in the morning is that you're tired, but there's actually a lot of other things going on in the morning when you take the time to reflect on that. So yeah, so I basically make myself unavailable to the external world uh, until I have gone inward and until I have, I guess, coped with whatever I'm going through and then practice the things that make me feel peaceful. Uh, I've never been a morning person. I know a lot of people aren't morning people, but I do think that is something that you can change. And since I have been doing this airplane mode and doing my morning routine, I have become much more of a morning person. And I don't actually hate waking up early as much. I'm not going to say it's never hard, but I started doing this because the people that I know and that I look up to that are successful and mindful and peaceful, they start their days off by setting the tone with um, peaceful practices in the morning or active practices, whatever, you know, whatever is good for you. And so I wanted to model that and integrate that into my own life. And so, yeah, I, I actually don't hate waking up as much as I thought I did. And it's cool when you can wake up and actually think about what it means to wake up in the morning. And you can think, uh, do I want to keep laying in bed? Do I want to keep, do I want to try to go back to sleep? Or what might be waiting for me today? What, what can I create today? What goodness might be in store today? And then suddenly waking up becomes more appealing and exciting. And then I have the opportunity to think, okay, yeah, I, yeah, I think I'm ready to wake up. And sometimes it takes a little. That's why I give myself extra time in the morning. And I can be kind of slow and groggy if I need to. And I'm like, okay, okay. I'm ready to wake up. And it's actually, it's really cool to be ready to wake up rather than forcibly waking up and rushing. When we, and this is what I used to do. I say we, and when I say we, I mean me. Um, when we wake up frantically, get out of bed, rush to do whatever we need to do for personal hygiene or grabbing a snack before work or school, and we're in this like mode of rushing, we are really not helping the uh, time because time, I believe, is bendable and we are sending a message out that we do not have any time and we are in a rush and we got to go, go, go. And that creates a high level of stress and cortisol in your body and to be rushing to places just simply doesn't feel good. I think everyone knows that. It just doesn't feel awesome. So when you can be slower at the times in your life that you do have control over, um, it, it creates more time to breathe. And the deeper you breathe, the more you can take in and the slower you breathe. So when you take a deep breath, you have a larger capacity to take in the things that are thrown at you with ease. But when we're in a state of rushing and stress and anxiety, 
things are going to come at you faster and you might not be prepared or have the emotional capacity to take those in and deal with them when you're in that state. And that's a state I lived in uh, a lot. I, I'm like the queen of rushing to things. But when I slow down and think about it and I make the choice not to, I enjoy things so much more and there's so much more to enjoy when when I'm not in a rush. I enjoy just my simple drive to school, which in Gunnison was like five minutes or less. But I enjoy the song and put the windows down and enjoy just my little drive and my walk to class and these little details that we forget about. Anyway, so I I think phones and technology in your room can definitely create distraction. So I don't have a television in my room because I, with the intention to read more and absorb information from sources that I care about more than like common media sources and Not that I don't go to those other media sources as well, but in my bedroom, I want to create like a sacred space. Um, And so I do have my phone in the bedroom because I use it for an app, my meditation app called Insight Timer. But I would prefer to actually get away from that and just not have my phone in my room at all. And so I do have an alarm clock for when I transition into that. But yeah, let's just get into my morning routine and what makes me feel good now that I've explained why it's important to me. So let's see. All right. So your morning routine doesn't have to look exactly the way mine does, obviously. And just figure out what works for you. And if you feel overwhelmed by my morning routine, uh, you don't have to do it all at once. Like you don't have to suddenly cultivate this amazing morning routine because I understand that's a little bit overwhelming. And then you might get in the mindset of, oh my gosh, I have to do this, this, and this, this is before I can go to school or do work or whatever. And now I'm even more stressed out. Don't, don't do that to yourself. Um, just, you know, maybe take something here or there and see if you can incorporate it by waking up maybe 30 minutes earlier and then you can keep adding things as you like and as it feels natural and right for you and your lifestyle. So what I do in the morning, the first thing I do is I actually take my temperature and that's just because that's how I track my um, cycle, but I'll get into that later. But that's the first thing I do. Then after that, I take a I drink like a whole water bottle of water and I just kind of quietly uh, sit in bed and think about how am I feeling? Does anything in my body hurt? How am I doing? And I drink this water. And the reason I drink so much water in the morning and if I'm, if I'm putting more effort into this, I'll actually get up and make like a hot lemon water, which is also awesome for you in the morning as well. But most of the time it's just plain water. And this is really good to just help get everything in your body moving because it's your body's been fasting for the night. So it's been fasting food and water. So it's good to get everything moving with um, your mind and your digestive system with a lot of water to start. After that, I do a 10-minute meditation. So it's not really intimidating to me. And you could even start out with five minutes. Sometimes if I don't feel that I have the time for a 10-minute, I will do a five-minute meditation. Because meditation doesn't really matter how long you spend doing it. It's what happens in that time. And 
When I say what happens in that time, I don't mean that you have to accomplish a lot in a meditation because actually meditation is about just being and not doing so much. But mine is a 10-minute meditation, and I really enjoy listening to guided meditations, and I, I like to do that sometimes. But since my phone is on airplane mode, I can't download any of those guided ones and access them on airplane mode without paying for the premium. And I just have the free service of the Insight Timer. So I just use the timer for 10 minutes and have a little river sound going on in the background. But um, I'm going to share my meditation with you. So I put my left hand over my heart and my right hand over my stomach. And I take these deep belly breaths where I breathe into my diaphragm and then up into my lungs and I breathe in for five seconds, hold for five seconds, and breathe out for five seconds. So I I I do this, uh, I want to say for five minutes, I don't know, because I don't look at the timer as I'm doing this. Um, so I do this, I slow my breath down, and often my mind is going in different directions, and then I just keep bringing myself back to the breath. And I count to five for the in, hold, and out. And I, I that's just nose breathing. I don't do mouth breathing for that. And then eventually I just let the rhythm occur naturally without the counting. And then I progress into, this is my favorite part of this meditation I guide myself through or any guided meditation that I listen to. And um, I'll just explain it to you the way I explain it to myself when I am meditating. So I think of my my feet being rooted and planted into the earth. So my visualize your feet uh, growing roots into the earth. And so you can even think about, well, I'm in my bed and underneath my bed is the floor and underneath the floor is the ground. And I think about my roots extending so deep into the ground and spreading so far and wide that I'm firmly planted so strong. Nothing can blow me over. Take a second to feel rooted and grounded and connected to something bigger than yourself, the earth. Then after that, I visualize this white, warm light coming up through the roots and first into my feet and then my feet get a little bit tingly and then up into the calves, the shins, the knees, still imagining this white warm light, my thighs and my hips, then into the root chakra, which is about um, where you're where like that your upper thighs and then into the sacral chakra and then up my back a little and into the solar plexus solar plexus is going to be above your belly button a little bit and below your ribs and then through my upper back into my heart chakra and then I like to sit here for a little bit 
and just feel this light in my heart expanding. And then it goes up my spine a little, to my shoulders, down my arms, through my fingertips, up my neck, into my throat chakra, around the sides of my face, to my third eye, and all the way to the tip of my head, the crown chakra. And now that my body is filled with love and light, I let myself soak in this for a little. It's really blissful. And I feel physically like I am vibrating. And I just experience this bliss. And then I tell myself, this is your natural state. This is the frequency that you live in. This is the bliss you are meant to experience. I choose bliss today. I will find blissful moments today. I am made up of love and light. Then I continue to soak in this for a little bit. And eventually, sometimes I go past my uh, 10 minutes and who cares? I just go past it. But, and then eventually to kind of come back down to earth and get grounded again, um, I'll like move a little bit, like move my back around, stretch my fingertips a little bit, and then I'll take some deep breaths this time in through the nose and out through the mouth. And to integrate that practice, I say, I'm at peace with my mind. I'm at peace with my body. I'm at peace with my spirit. And that kind of uh, like solidifying the meditation that way, I learned that from a someone with a yoga, yogic yoga background who was doing a guided meditation in um, meditation club once. And I, I just really like that. It helps me to integrate that experience and kind of close that peacefully. Uh, after that, I read my affirmations, but I actually call it my story, and I'm going to talk about that in a different podcast, but essentially, I rewrote my story, like the narrative that I tell myself, and so I read that out loud. It's really important to me to read it out loud and to feel each and every one of the sentences that I read and feel feel what it would feel like if I truly believed that, and I'm working to believe that. I read that out loud, even if I am a little self-conscious that like my roommates or family or someone might hear me. It's just really important because the power of your voice and is really powerful in putting the messages you would like out there so that they can come back to you. Uh, after that, I do a little bit of stretching and yoga poses, and then I read a little bit. I read... Um, I read books that I find to be uplifting and empowering or mind expanding. And maybe I'll just read like a chapter, half to half a chapter. Um, and then I will either go work out or if I'm not really feeling like working out and I'm loving what I'm reading, then I just will read for another 30 minutes or an hour. Um, or I'll work out and I love working out. Then I then I make breakfast and anyway. So that's my morning routine, and I'll be honest, I haven't been awesome about it in the pandemic because 
for a little bit, I was like, well, it's a pandemic. What? Uh, everything's different now. And I don't want to do this anymore. And so I was looking at my phone first thing in the morning and that's fine. I'm free to do that. And you're free to do that. But when I thought about how it made me feel, I realized it didn't make me feel so good. So I'm getting back into integrating this into my routine and I've been doing it the last um, few days or weeks. I don't know. And I've been feeling a lot more clear and peaceful throughout the day. So I will keep going with that. And basically everything you do in life is just trial and error. So figure out what you're doing and how it makes you feel. If it makes you feel not so good, then consider changing it. And if it makes you feel restored and rejuvenated, then keep going with it. But it does take uh, 90 days to form a habit. And then after that, you can, oh my gosh, it's 2 to 2 p.m. Um, it does take uh, 90 days to form a habit. So sometimes it's hard and there are mornings where I just want to check my phone and I I tell myself I have this inner dialogue of you can check it really quick and you can see it won't matter you can still do your routine and I just know that's not true I know it's not true I know I'm going to be affected by the external world even if it's in a really really small way I don't I don't need to see that until I've done my own stuff I just don't and it, it gives me the freedom to really sit with how I'm feeling. And it doesn't mean I'm always feeling great and grateful. But if I am not feeling so good, like I wake up and my back hurts, it does give me the power to sit with myself and where that might be coming from and how I can comfort myself through that and engage in some self-soothing in the morning. Um, I realized this one morning when I woke up with some back pain that I wanted to text my friend and say, oh my gosh, my back hurts so bad. But I realized with my phone on airplane mode, I can still talk about this. I can still process this, but I went to my journal instead. And then I thought about where that back pain might be coming from and how I might be able to stretch and move through it when I do my morning stretching and yoga. So it's it's kind of cool to be able to sit with yourself and honor your emotions, especially in the morning and also in the night and also throughout the day. But the morning is a really awesome opportunity that we have. Okay, so take take what you will, take what resonates and leave the rest. Okay, tune in to how you're feeling today. Locate where in your body that feeling lives. Choose a method to experience, process, expand, or release that feeling. Love fully, be authentic, and live alternatively. <laughs>